Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. On the Record with White House Correspondent April Ryan. Well, welcome again to this segment, the latest installment of On the Record with April Ryan. I am so pleased today to have someone we watch all the time because she can fix anything, probably including a kitchen sink if it's broken. But (laughs) I'm talking about none other than my spiritual advisor who's helped guide me through so much. And I so thank her. Um... And someone we watch on Saturday nights, and if you watch it, binge watch, Yanla Fixed My Life with none other but the star of the show, Yanla Van Zandt. Thank you so much, Yanla Van Zandt, for being with me today. Good morning. How you doing? I'm okay. I'm okay. After you've helped me, I, I've had, I have a new awakening. You know, my, my, I, I told you already, my child has gone into my stash of, of some of your soaps. Um, and she's like, mommy, I've got to have this. And I'm like, oh boy, here we go. <laughs> but, and, and you know, and, and we could talk about that later in the show, but uh, you have some great um, products, self-care products that are just wonderful. And I use them quite a bit. Um, And that's part of fixing my life. But anyway, I want to talk about something, you know, I watch you all the time, follow you on Instagram, follow you on the Twitter and your inspirational messages. But we are a nation that's divided. Some of us just don't get it. You know, you fix everyone's life. I mean, some really broken people and broken families and broken situations. How can we fix this nation? Yanla fix this nation. <laughs> well, thank you, April. <laughs> and I, if you put me in front of a broken appliance, I would just weep. So, <laughs> you know, we call this broken, um, or we can see it as broken, or we can see it as healing. Huh. My sense, my belief, my feeling is that we are demonstrating what we believe and we are seeing who we are and we don't like it. Mm. And as opposed to each individual and groups and families and communities saying, okay, what do I need to do? What do we need to do to shift? We're pointing fingers at each other. They need to, they need to, they need to. Um, because what we're seeing outside is merely a reflection of what's going on inside. So what we see in the world is really a reflection of our thoughts, our beliefs, our behaviors. Now the challenge is we have um, a level of leadership in this country that's doing exactly that, (laughs) you know, Mm -hmm. not looking at itself, but pointing it's them, it's you, it's him, and this and that, and then this leadership has the power and the capacity to implement things which feel like they may be shoved down our throat. And then we get angry and start looking at what they need to do. Um, We live in this thing. It's a collective, you know. So everything that's going on is, is a function of who we are collectively. Let me give you my example. So initially... Um, after the election in 2016 and everyone was so shocked about the outcome 
and we began to see certain behaviors and beliefs manifested in the leadership. And people were, I don't know what the word is. What would the good word be? Hysterical? <laughs> um, you know, yeah, I would, I would say that. I, that. That's actually, I mean, we laugh at it, but people, there are people who are still in the fetal position. I know. And that's because they, some people didn't get what they wanted. Uh-huh. And some people got what they wanted. And it's a basic human nature to fight to be right. It's basic. We do it in, in our relationships. We do it at work. We do it in just friendly arguments. Fight to be right. So those people who were not right and didn't get what they want <clears throat> went into shock. And the people who got what they want and therefore believed they were right went into boasting and bragging and just being ugly. <laughs> you know? Very ugly. So, um... What I did was, I looked at everything that was going on, took a while, you know, like that first six, nine months, and I said to myself, okay, what is this showing me about me? <laughs> what is this showing me about me? Uh -huh. And April, I could see things that I had done, things that I was prone to do, you know, without pointing to anyone in particular, I'll say the leadership <laughs> collective, I've lied to myself, to other people, to get my point across. I've done that. Thank God I'm healed. <laughs> I've um, manipulated in stories to get people on my side. I've done that. I have said one thing today and one thing tomorrow. I've done that. I have, um, you know, changed facts and information to, to make myself sound better and then denied that I said, I've done all of it, April, oh. all of it. So when I saw it out there, I said to myself, okay, how would I have wanted somebody to respond to me? What is the kindest, most compassionate, loving way that I can respond to this? Because I've done it all. Like I said, thank God I'm healed. Uh -huh. So what we're seeing is a reflection of who we are, how we think, what we believe, and the micro being played out in the macro. Now that's what I believe. So here's what I say. I say, you know, when people come to me, like, how do you withstand it? And, you know, you and I have talked, I think I have post-traumatic stress disorder, <laughs> for real. And that's not a joke. I really do. Um, but, you you know, it's like you're processing as you walk through it. But I still say, and, and, and do you think this is a solution to it, for people to rise up and believe that what our founding fathers said, we the people who are still forming a more perfect union, because I, I say we're going through growing pains. And we haven't made that perfect union yet. And we all still play a part. Is, is that yeah. something that you believe? Uh, absolutely. The question believes, how do you handle it? Againstness creates more againstness. Oh. And I think that the most loving thing that you can do is say no firmly. Yes to the love, no to the bad behavior. But we're not saying no. We're questioning, we're complaining, we're reacting you know, habitual reactivity as opposed to saying, no, no, no. And whatever that no looks like, whatever that no looks like, 
you know, people at the very grassroots and, and base level, if we, our no is going to your your representative, if it's writing letters, no, no, no. Um, it, it, at the community level, if that, that no is, you know, withholding your vote or having community meetings or I, what is the no? With complaining is not going to change this. And like you said, we are going through growing pains. The problem is that we're thinking it's out there and not that it's in here. Meaning we thinking it's, we're thinking it's someone else. Because here's the bottom line. This leadership that we have right now, April, we created it. We uh -huh. either voted for it or didn't vote. We either, um, you know, became apathetic and, and, and just thought it would happen or complaining about it and not participating in it. We created this. So, and, and that responsibility. So I want to ask you this, and, and, and this is the thing. People say we created it and you say we've created it. How do we create? Did we create it because we? And, and this is a real question. I want I want you to give me a yeah. real answer for. Yeah. Did we create it because, or was it created out of the out of the fact that people believe that we could finally reach heights that we never thought? Meaning, Barack Obama being president, because Donald Trump is an outgrowth of Barack Obama, whether people want to believe it or not, because that hatred of birtherism gave him that political platform and also Central Park five, you know um, how he called for these people to be killed and they were, they were innocent. Yeah. So is, is that what you're talking about or is it something new or something different? Well, I'll say it like this. We created it because we refused to deal with, let's take one thing at a time. Sexist. We refused. Mm. We refused to deal with it. We said that women were overly emotional. We said that women were crazy. Uh, 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 you know, we said, you can go to jail longer for burglarizing somebody's house than you can for molesting a little girl. We, 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 we acted like women were equal. And even though we've been marching and complaining and, 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 and you know, creating change, yes, we've created change, but we allowed sexism to exist in this society. Hmm. We allowed white male superiority to exist in this society. We wouldn't deal with it. We wouldn't deal with racism. Wouldn't deal with it. We're so high and mighty and technologically advanced that we say, oh, but that doesn't have anything to do with race. And yes, there were many, many cases and many, many court cases and many, many complaints. But if you look at it in, in truth, Rachel, we never, I mean, Rachel, we <laughs> never had the conversation, you know, and it's very important that I said Rachel, because Rachel in the Bible had this same issue. Mm. Something she was saying was, go was going on and people were saying it wasn't. Okay, but we'll talk about that another time. So we wouldn't deal with racism. I mean, from uh, that race don't have nothing to do with it. And, uh, you know, uh, the, the Ku Klux Klan marching and we wouldn't deal with it. We won't have the conversation and we don't have a clear ask. Uh -huh. We'll complain and we'll march and we'll protest for how long? That's true. It's in, it's in, in it's very, um, not interesting. I don't even know what the word is. Use your words, Yama. Use your words. It is absolutely, um, 
imperative that we look at the number of black boys that were killed moving into the 2016 election. And we protested and we marched and we whatever for six weeks and what happened. I went to Ferguson. Yes, you did. And you held a town hall. You held a coming together. You were part of the solution. And that's one of the reasons why I'm asking you about this today, because I watched that segment. Yeah. And, and well, those installments. I saw how this government turned on the people. I saw the Hummers and the tanks in the Walmart parking lot. I saw the men walking with guns. In the street, I saw how this government turned on the people. I said, okay, this is a symptom of a larger problem. And within a year, got the same thing going on. So the things that we didn't deal with are now being presented to us in a a much broader uh, way. And again, we're looking at them. There's conversations that we need to have. There's asks that need to be made. There are concessions that need to be made. There are compromises that need to be made. And when we're not talking about fixing, April, we're talking about healing. Oh. And healing is a process. It doesn't happen overnight. Healing is a process. And it begins with each and every individual involved in the process. So we have to be healed of sexism. We have to be healed of racism. We have to be healed of white male superiority. We refuse to acknowledge that it exists. White privilege. Now we're talking about it a little bit, but what is the ask? And what are we doing? It was okay for how many years for Latin women to come into this country by any means to clean our big hotels. And now it's a problem. For years, it's been okay for black and brown people to work our fields and, and, and pick our grapes so we have high-class wine, and now it's a problem. Work our fields for low pay. You know, so many, many years ago, back in the 70s, Sweet Honey in the Rock, in the Rock, uh, wrote a song, Dr. Bernice Reagan Johnson, that said, Are My Hands Clean? Oh. Are my hands clean when I wear a blouse that was made by children in China for $3 a day? Are my hands clean? Just because I paid $60, $75 for that blouse in a high-class store, are my hands clean? If we know that something is going on and we act like, well, I'm not doing that, but we participated at any level, our hands aren't clean. April, we elected a man who six weeks before the election said, I just grabbed them. I don't even ask. With a tic-tac. Because when you're, when you're famous, you can do anything. Yeah, with a tic-tac in his mouth, though. Okay. So why, why, do, why are we shocked that now we have all of these cases of sexual harassment? Why, why are we shocked? If that's what's leading our country, you know, and the part that was so amazing to me was that we're asking, well, was that him? We didn't see him. Was that him? Well, hello. (laughs) So we're acting powerless and we're being treated like we're powerless. So we, how we created it was not 
dealing with the problem when it was a boil and now it's a tumor. Uh. So you're saying in your solution, we need to talk. We need to talk about these things. We need to take back our power. And we have power. You're saying we have the power to change it. Absolutely. And not to be right or wrong. We, we, we can't keep arguing about right or wrong. Here is the situation. You tell me what you want to tell. Black boys are being shot down in the street. People of color are incarcerated at larger numbers and for longer amounts of time than anything else. Young girls are being violated in their homes and the laws aren't addressing it. Uh, um, uh, women are being, you know, uh, violated and, and it's acceptable. Um, people aren't being able to make a living wage. Uh, people are exploited based on their their race and their locale. I mean, whatever the conversations are, whatever the issues are, and we the people have to start talking to those people who represent us, and the representatives have to start talking to their peers, and things have to be done. You can't tell me as a black Native American woman in this country that racism doesn't exist. You can't tell me that. Huh. But we have to value and honor each other's experience. Every white person is not a racist, and every, um, um, you know, black person is not oppressed. But those things exist. <laughs> That's true. So are my hands clean? Because as a black person, I don't, I'm not, I don't discriminate or have prejudice against white white people. Are my hands clean? Absolutely not. We have to deal with this thing as though every single part of it belongs to each and every one of us. So, stop acting, you know, help me. I need you to help me with this. People seem to be hypnotized. <laughs> and we need a post-hypnotic suggestion. Why are we counting the lies that the leadership is oh telling instead of doing something about it? I know. And it's not normal. People are trying. Why are we counting the lies? I believe, I believe, I believe that we've never seen anything like this. And we keep saying that. But people are trying to bring home the point that this is not normal in the ways that they can. Some of us get up on top of a, of, of a, a coffee table in a coffee shop screaming, something's wrong. Others take to the pen and say, this is the lie he's telling. And others come at it with fact. But we have normalized this, and it is not normal, and it's caused, from, from the strange perch that I sit, it has caused the world to react in a negative way. And I heard from members of... Even the weather. Yeah. Oh my God. You know what? You're not, you're not joking about that. I was driving in, 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 in Maryland one day. It was sunny one minute, 43 degrees, and the temperature dropped within 10 minutes to 33 degrees and started sleeting and snowing. And I, I was like, what is this? And it was the day that the Mueller report came out. I know it sounds crazy, but I was like... You know what? Well, you know what? See, as a spiritual technician, what I understand is the power of the collective consciousness. Um. I understand that. And the power of the collective consciousness does have an impact on the environmental condition. And people are depressed and they're sad and it's so gray and cold and creating separation. You know, because it's cold, we're not at the beach, we're not walking around, we're not at the mall or the flea market. We're everybody separate. We're in our house. We're collective consciousness, you know. Mm. And we have to look at this thing from all perspectives. We have to look at it not just from the political party 
driven perspective. We do have to look at it from the emotional perspective, from the human perspective, from the psychological perspective. And and we're not doing that. We're only looking at my side, their side, I'm right, they're wrong. Um, and I, I just think, you know, we don't have to wait till a building um, collapses until we gather and hold one another and talk and pray and light a candle, do something. You know, I, I, I'm, I, you know, I'm a child of the '60s, so I'm into the protests. <laughs> I said, I wonder what would happen if just for one day, just for one day, every woman in this country withdrew herself from the process. She don't spend no money. She don't make no phone calls. She don't watch no TV. She don't go to work. She doesn't uh, uh, engage anyway. Just one day. But then, you know, the human side kicks in. Well, I got to pay my rent. And I'm, I'm a nurse or I'm a doctor or I'm a teacher. or Well, okay. How is continuing on like this isn't happening? Helping. Huh. Well, I so appreciate you. But before we end this, I mean, every time I talk to you, you know, you think you're going one way and it's like, wow, it's just a moment of enlightenment. Um, you know, I, I love to listen to you talk because you put it in such a way that, that brings thought to an issue beyond what you thought it was. It's beyond surface. Um, but I also want to celebrate you. Um, you know, congratulations on your NAACP Image Award. Most Thank recently. You. Yes. And um, also, you know, everyone, all my girlfriends, because we have, everybody has sister girls that they talk to. My sister girls are like, look at her on TV. What is she wearing? Where did she get that from? We are trying to cover your closet, okay? Point blank. <laughs> I'm trying to cover that goods, yes, because I don't know what it is. I mean, the hair, the, I mean, you are doing that thing. I'm like, oh my gosh, you look amazing. And I also want to throw out um, this to people. I want to support your, 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 your products that you, that you, that you make yourself, correct? Uh, many of them I make. I no longer make them all myself because mm -hmm. I, I can't, you know, doing what I do, I can't. Supply and demand, production. yeah. But mm -hmm. let me just tell you quickly about the Masterpiece Body Therapy line. That line was started by my daughter, mm -hmm. Jamia, okay. who passed away from colon cancer mm -hmm. in 2003. Mm -hmm. And Jamia's thing was, you know, people will wash their car, they'll do their laundry, they'll wash their windows, but they don't clean their energy. Mm -hmm which is one of the things we're facing in the world today, is this heavy, cloudy, dark energy. And so she was an aromatherapist, meaning she worked with scents and oils, and I'm an herbalist, just naturally trained from my Native American grandmother. Mm -hmm. So she made the scents, and I combined the herbs, because, you know, plants, and, and that's the base of all medicine. All medicine comes from a plant, unless it's, you know, chemically created in a lab. But it's created to duplicate what plants and flowers do. Mm -hmm. So we combine herbs and oil in an African black soap, which has the least amount of lye of any soap, to create a body wash that cleans your body naturally as it clears your energy. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, sometimes when you just feel down or heavy or, or whatever, you, you just jump in the shower or you'll take a bath. Well, we know that people are more showering more now than they are sitting 20 minutes in the bathtub because we're so uh -huh. busy, uh -huh. you know. So Masterpiece Body Therapy is created with herbs, oils, and African black soap 
to help you keep your energy clean. Uh-huh. And you know we have different combinations of herbs, different blends to do different things. And it's all natural. Uh-huh. And it doesn't um, clog your body. Um, the only preservatives in there are natural because your skin is your largest organ of yeah. elimination. Yeah. So uh, that's why we wash. So that's the theory behind Masterpiece Body products. I don't want people to think I'm just selling them. So, <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's true, you know, because when... Right, because while you were talking through me through one of my one of my uh, major uh, points in life that was really hard, you know, you you helped me clear my mind. But you said, "Here, take this, take this," and it, I'm telling you, I, I I used it. I didn't talk about it, but I used it. The black soap and and the new beginnings. And now my 16 year old daughter's gone into my stash. She said, "Mommy, I like that African soap, so I'm buying <laughs> I'm buying more." But I so appreciate you. And give us give us the link to that so people can get it because I'm sure you're going to have a lot of people interested. In it. I I love it. I, I I'm, well, I'm I don't normally endorse products, but I love it. I I do. Well, I do. You know what? It's not a product. It's a tool. It's a tool in the toolkit. It's yes. Tool. Yeah. So they can go to hsn.com and look up masterpiece and pieces. P e a c e, not p i e c e. It's mm-hmm. one word. Master p e a c e. Mm-hmm. Or they can go to masterpiece. Um, body wash or body therapy masterpiecebodytherapy.com and at our site we will explain the use of each blend so if you're going through a health challenge there's one blend and if you just want to clean up because you work in a a neighbor environment where there are cooties you know (laughs) virtual or emotional cooties or if you're going through a divorce you know, that's hard. Mm-hmm. Or if you're in transition, if you're unemployed, whatever it is, clean up your energy. So at MasterpieceBodyTherapy.com, you can look at all of the blends that we have available and pick the one that's good for you. At HSN, we have a discovery kit where you can get different blends. You can get all, a variety of blends and try and see which one you like. But if we're going to address this problem that we're having in the world, this againstness, this strife, this stress, this anxiety, this sadness. Oh my God, April, we are so sad. Yeah, we are. We got to deal with it on all levels, not just the political level. We got to deal with it individually, collectively, communally, emotionally, psychologically, and spiritually. And that's where Masterpiece Body Therapy comes in. Amen. And give us, before we close out, Give us something to carry us for the next week. I think that when we see or when we have an upset, when we're looking out in the world, um, and we see or we hear anything that upsets us, three questions we have to ask ourselves. The first question is, how am I choosing to be with it? How am I choosing to be with it? Because it's here. Am I going to be against it? Am I going to be angry? Or am I going to bless myself and it and call in something better? How am I going to be with this? That's the first question. The second question we can ask ourselves is, am I contributing to this in any way? Am I contributing to what's going on? Either by arguing about it, about, you know, doing these nasty, mean texts and Facebook posts and all of that. Uh, uh, You know, am I doing it with my kids? Am I doing it with my partner? Am I doing it with my friends? How am I contributing to this? Right? And the third question would be, okay, how do I do this? 
how do I do this? So, number one, how am I going to be with it when I see it, hear it, feel it? How am I contributing to it in any way, on any level? And how do I do it? And as you get the answer to each question, make a commitment to shift. Make a commitment to change. Make a commitment to do something different. As opposed to pointing out, point in. As we begin to clean up ourselves individually, I'm telling you, this thing can't exist. Let me give you a classic example. If you're a non-smoker, you don't allow people to smoke in your house, do you? Oh, no. Okay. They don't stop smoking, but they don't smoke in your house. (laughs) So we don't lie. Why are we allowing lying to exist? If we don't oppress and, and discriminate, why are we allowing it to exist? But first, how can I be with this? I'm not going to be angry with this. I'm going to bless this. I'm going to call in something higher each and every day. You know what my affirmation is? Every day when I see or hear something, I said, you are not good for me and you will be gone. Mm. That's it. Nothing else. You're not good for me and you will be gone. That's what I say every day. Anytime I hear anything, see anything, blah, 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 blah. You forced me to go back to looking at the news after not seeing it for 25 years. <laughs> Who, me? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I know why we're not even going to get into it. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I appreciate no, you. not good for me. This is not good for me. They are not good for me. You will be gone. That's the affirmation, and I believe that. And if I have to march, if I have to pick it, if I have to withdraw my financing, whatever it is, <coughs> excuse me, I am willing to do that. You're not good for me. They're not good for me. This is not good for me. Well, I do say this. I do say this. When you told me certain things weren't good for me, they were gone, and that's all we're going to say. <laughs> That's all we're going to say. But I so appreciate you and your time, who you are, who who you are spiritually, who you are to me, who you are as a person, who you are as a friend, who you are to people who are really lost as we watch own Yana Fix My Life. I mean, it's more than just a TV show, folks. Well, it is. It was always created to be an experiential participatory practice. I want every viewer to see themselves and say, how do I do that? That's right. I know how that's done. Or how, okay, let me shift, let me change. And the thing about Fix My Life that I hope comes across is that we give you tools. Yeah. I mean, you see yourself, it may not be in the whole situation, but you see some things in different shows that, oh, well, I kind of went through something like that. Or, oh, I was divorced. Oh, or or something. I mean, we're not all ratchet, but. <laughs> it's, not, it's yeah. not that we're ratchet, but, yeah. you know, we are conditioned and programmed in this society to yeah. So what I do is I go in and I look at what people think is wrong and give them an alternative or a different perspective. Okay, that's not working. Do it this way. <laughs> All right. That's not working because it's in the way. Let's try this. So that's what we that's what we do so that we can all master peace. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yeah. So tune in to OWN on Saturdays. If you're like me, sometimes when you're traveling, you go binge watch on a day. Just go through. <laughs> just I'm serious, sit in your bed or in your chair and watch all day. And it's 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 a, it's a blessing to your soul and your spirit. And if you if you don't think it's a blessing, sometimes you may think it's ratchet and you just want to watch that. Watch. It'll help. It will heal. And congratulations again for that Image Award on that wonderful show and on your soaps everything just everything about you and you're on tour right 
Yes, I go on tour doing 33 cities. Ooh, at my old age. Starting <laughs> Looking in good. May, and dancing. Starting in May. Uh, so go to, they can get the uh, tickets. And we just got a really wonderful boost of support from Citibank. Which right. is wonderful because Citibank is saying, you know, okay, we got to support the healing. Uh, but you can get all of the information at com com, and we start uh, May 29th in Phoenix. So come on, Phoenix. Come on out. Hear the old lady talk about some stuff. <laughs> come through, Phoenix. All right, guys. Thank you so much. Um, I This is great. This has been wonderful. I just got healed. <laughs> for my, for my, you got some healing tools. I got some healing tools, but you know, sometimes you have to say, be gone. You're in my yeah, space. Be gone. And that's exactly. You are not good for me. You're not good for me. Uh, and you will be gone. You will be and gone. And then understand again, this is the big thing. Healing is a process. It's mm-hmm. not going to happen overnight. We've got to be able to walk through the process. But if we come together collectively with the intention, justice for all, mm-hmm. you know, every man uh, living with dignity and honor and respect, all of those amendments and all of those things, uh, if we come together collectively, we may not always agree, but we can come together on what works for the highest and the greatest good of everyone. Huh. And, you know, uh, and, and really become mindful and conscious about how who we're putting out there to represent us. The great Ian Levanzant, thank you so much for joining me. Thank for Thank you for this Bye-bye. installment, yes, of On the Record with April Ryan. You are awesome. Thank you. With this week's On the Record, I'm AURN White House correspondent April Ryan. Don't forget to subscribe to On the Record on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, or any other podcast directory. If you like what you hear, leave a five-star review. On the Record, a product of American Urban Radio Networks.